Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo Technology, and here I am again recording another Grafistania podcast with one of my dear colleagues in Malmö, uh, Malmö, Sweden. And uh, it's not a Swede today, it's, a, it's a, a Canadian who got lost along the way, Stephen Baker. Hi Steve. Hello. Hey, good to have you on the podcast. We've been talking about this for a long time, haven't we? Yes, this has <laughs> been in the making for several months, uh, but I hope that doesn't... Uh, reflect on anybody's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a good conversation. But um, yeah, Stephen, would you mind uh, introducing yourself a little bit to to our audience? You know, who are you? What do you do? What's your relationship to Neo4j? Sure. So um, I joined Neo about two years ago. Um, I decided that it was time to try something new. I had been working uh, a lot uh, in uh, Ruby and Ruby on Rails for. A decade. Uh, I was building uh, teams, uh, working in fintech, working with startups, uh, helping uh, companies move to remote work. And uh, I decided that I'd had enough of the finance industry and I had enough of North America and it was time to try something entirely different and move to Europe. And so I found uh, Neo4j by way of uh, some people that I knew that uh, worked here already. Uh, and I had used uh, Neo uh, Neo4j in a product or in a project that I was working on in fintech, which was a social related project. And so uh, I decided to join Neo and move my family to Malmo. Wow, that's a big jump. Uh, how, how is Malmo treating you? Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, living in Sweden is the is the best thing I could have done for my family. Uh, my kids are 15 and 9. They love going to school here. They are both fluent in Swedish. I am not. Um, my wife is learning Swedish faster than I am, and uh, and it's it's been a great move. So, but I I seem to remember that you know in your Ruby work work uh, prior to Neo, you had some uh, some kind of uh, internet fame, didn't you? Yes, I was internet famous <laughs> for a few minutes. Uh, yes. In two thousand five, I created a behavior driven development framework called RSpec, uh, which was uh, far more interesting and popular than I ever intended it to be. What's behavior-driven development, Stephen? So behavior-driven development is um, uh, an idea, which is an evolution of test-driven development. Uh, and for those that don't know, test-driven development is where you drive the design of your software by writing a failing test first, making the test pass. Uh, behavior-driven development is an evolution of that idea where instead of writing a failing test and then making the test pass, uh, you you are you you approach it um, from the perspective of you describe the behavior that your software will have using a, an executable DSL, and then um, you execute the your execution of the DSL tells you whether your software meets the behavior uh, that you specified or not. Um, in practice, for those that do that practice TDD very well, they are actually practicing behavior-driven development because behavior-driven development is just the the best practice of test-driven development. Um, but a lot of people, especially when they're learning, get hung up on the on on the naming and the the vocabulary. And um, that was my that that that's probably not why uh, it was the idea was created, but that was my introduction to it. Um, I was teaching TDD at the time and people were getting hung up on the vocabulary and so I created a tool called RSpec which 
took the test and verification centric vocabulary out of the process and caused people to start thinking about the behavior that they expected their software to have. And my experience and, and, and my opinion is that that leads to uh, better quality tests, uh, better quality and better quality software. And that's been adopted in like other, you know, outside of Ruby as well, as I understand it, right? Like yes. Yeah, so, places as well. Yeah, the first one was JBehave, uh, oh, okay. which predates our spec, and that was created by uh, the 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 I guess the inventor, for lack of a better term, of BDD, which is uh, Dan North. Um, and then I created our spec uh, because, um, which is poorly named, it means our uh, spec for specifying the behavior that your software will have. Um, I created RSpec because I thought that Ruby was an excellent language for um, building DSLs and describing your your software, and it's been picked up in many other languages. There, uh, it influences a lot of other uh, testing frameworks. There's Jasmine for JavaScript, um, the NSpec on .NET, and every language has. Um, it, it sounds awful to say an RSpec clone, but it just sort of the, the, the things that the, the testing frameworks these days look more like RSpec very often than they do look like JUnit or SUnit. Very cool. So, and, uh, and how did you then, um, you know, get involved in Neo? You know, you, you, um, you, you, you moved to Canada, you moved out of Canada to Sweden and got involved into Neo. And what was, what was the story there? Why did you, uh, you know, start working for us then? Uh, well, I, I decided that I, wanted to work on something other than web applications for a little while. Um, I wanted to expand my horizons a bit and do something other than Ruby. Uh, I like trying new things and working in different platforms and languages and, and with different tools. Um, so working on a database was one of those things that I thought was really interesting. Um, and I had previous experience with, with Neo. Uh, we used, I used Neo on a social networking application. Um, uh, yeah, it was a, a fintech social networking application. I like to say it's a it was social networking for sociopaths, <laughs> and, yes. and uh, uh, we were having a lot of trouble with the friend of a friend query. So, uh, re you should follow since you follow these people, you should follow those people as well. And those queries were taking minutes on our MySQL database, which was untuned to be fair and so on. Um, but the, it was the kind of query that was really hard to get right in, in MySQL with the amount of data we were dealing with. And so I imported our database into Neo4j and those queries that took um, uh, minutes in in MySQL very quickly uh, became seconds or, or well less than a second actually uh, in Neo4j and so it was just a fantastic application of uh, of graph so so what are you working on now in Neo or what have you been working on you know what, what's what's your what's your uh, track record yeah so um, I, I've worked on several different teams I like to do something new periodically uh, currently I work on the drivers team so I get to I like that um, the drivers team is the the team that 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 uh, releases the the libraries that you use for interacting with the database. Um, I like the uh, working on the network library or on the network protocol Bolt. Um, I also enjoy that uh, my work can be seen across uh, four different languages. We we currently officially support Java, uh, .NET, uh, JavaScript, and uh, Python. And uh, my my main focus. Uh, which will surprise nobody is uh, that I, I'm working on a, a testing, an internal testing tool for uh, testing and verifying that our um, that our drivers all behave uh, properly because we we support 
uh, four drivers in four different languages to talk to the database, we need to um, work to make sure that those drivers are as close as possible and, and, and have the correct behavior. Very cool. So your history is still haunting you, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I think testing is, is an important uh, is an important thing, and it's hard to get right. And there are always, in, especially when you're dealing with network protocols and databases and low-level tools like that, it's especially important to get the details right. And, uh, and, and it's, it's difficult, and there are some interesting problems in, in doing testing over a network, but, but more importantly, uh, doing tests in a way that you can run the same set of tests across four different languages or more different languages. Eventually, we would like for our driver developers in the community to be able to use our testing infrastructure so that they can make sure that their drivers implement all the same features in the same way that our drivers do. So, you know, having worked on those types of things now, you know, what, what does the future hold for you, you know, just for, uh, for you personally, but also where do you think uh, our wonderful graph industry is going, you know, any, any perspectives on that? Oh, I, I have many perspectives on that. In, in particular, um, the thing that I'm personally going to be working on is uh, I, I'm, I'm going to continue working on, on testing and testing related things, but I'm also very interested in the experience that new users get with the system. So I'm very interested in packaging and distribution and getting the database in the hands of users and making that experience as seamless as possible and also making sure that um, when a user upgrades from an old version of Neo4j to a new version of Neo4j that that experience is as seamless as possible as well. Uh, so I'm working on some uh, on things around that. Um, the, the, the things that I find in Neo4j in general that are really exciting, uh, the, new, the new clustering um, uh, is, is really interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the multi-DC capabilities uh, and things like that. Um, and I also think that really the killer feature of Neo4j is the Cypher query language. It's just absolutely amazing to draw an ASCII art graph and have that be my query. It's it's visual it's so and easy, descriptive. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Um, I've been looking lately at the like in the last couple of weeks at uh, some of the efforts to get GraphQL uh, integrated to Neo4j. Some of the community efforts for that, and that's interesting. But GraphQL has a different. Uh, it, it's definitely a different flavor. It's great for pulling structured trees out of your database, but uh, for the really for the really complex queries. Uh, um, and 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 the really, the things that are more interesting to me come from really beautiful cipher queries um, that are very expressive and easy to look at and easy to read. Couldn't agree more. So, um, any any uh, other final perspectives? Otherwise, uh, as you know, I like to keep these podcasts quite short. So, uh, any, anything else you wanted to add, or uh, should we wrap it up here? No, I, I I think that I think that sounds excellent. If you if you have more questions, I'm happy to answer. No, I think we'll keep it at that. But I'll I will uh, put some links in the in the transcription to uh, all the wonderful things that you talked about, and um, I look forward to uh, meeting you again in our fancy new office in Melbourne. Right? Yes, uh, it'll be it'll be excellent to see you in the new office. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.